This is another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. For people who are never in a bad mood, everyone else is just annoying. And I'm your host, Sydney. Let's dive into what's getting under our skin this week. Okay, so what is up, you guys? And welcome back for another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. This is a podcast for the unoffended but constantly irritated individual. And as usual, it is not our fault. Everything is annoying. That's just how life is. That's how it gets. But it's not our fault. As always, I am your host, Sydney, discussing the latest and greatest in the news of what has gotten on my nerves this week, because it's always something. I can promise you that. Sorry, it took me a little bit longer to get this episode out. Your girl going through life changes, got a new job, so woot woot and yes, yes. Um, but I am back this week with a new guest. And this guest actually reached out to me, which I was excited to see the email in my inbox about being a potential guest. But I am happy to be joined today by Kendra Crump, who is a female comedian in Atlanta, Georgia. Kendra is hilarious, just from what I can see on her Instagram um, at the Kendra Crump Show. Kendra, do you want to give a quick introduction? <laughs> yes, do cocaine because crack is whack. But while you guys are doing the real cocaine from Columbia, I'll be doing it with you for the first and last time because that's how I do stuff. If I know it's not good, I'm not going to do it. That's probably why I haven't tried dick yet. Back to the story, but my throat has. Um, so... <laughs> Um, yes, uh, born and raised in Atlanta. I'm a recent graduate from Clark Atlanta. If you guys can see the diploma in the background right there, I am got my uh bachelor's in mass communication. So the goal is to have um, the goal is originally to get my own radio and television show called the Kendra Crumb Show, but I'm going back to school in January. And I will be on the road to getting my PhD in early uh, child psychology. Because the reason I say I wanted to go into that realm field is because I feel like a lot of trauma that we as adults have started from childhood. And if I can root that trauma out from a child, like teenager, whatever it Mm -hmm. might be, then I can be able to save a few people. You know, you're not going to be able to save everyone. But if I get at least two or three, that's good. Well, I love that a woman who is funny and intelligent and looking to give back some way, somehow. That's amazing. And an HBCU graduate. So congratulations. And I am happy to have you with me here today. Again, you guys, Kendra is hilarious. And we are going to get into being a female comedian you know like Mm -hmm. we always hear these annoying references of women not being as funny as men and just overall the entertainment industry being a lot harder on women being more judgmental from our personal lives to how we kind of tell our own stories and have our unique voice so I am happy to dive into that today with Kendra But starting off with our very first segment of the show, y'all know what time it is. We have fed up or f***ed up. So this segment, for all of my new listeners, this is how we distinguish what really gets 
under the skin of our guests because what better way to learn about somebody than know what what the hell gets on their nerves mm-hmm. that's one thing that I have always realized so starting off this week with the fed up or fucked up segment I can definitely say one thing that has me fed up is living in the midwest it's fall and I am not a winter fall person whatsoever it started getting dark at a good 5 30 temperatures dropping in the 50s it's mm-hmm. wet clammy and gray outside I want to mm-hmm. sleep all damn day like my body wants to go into hibernation mode I don't mm-hmm. I do not want to do anything people keep asking me let's hang out let's go here and I'm like let's stay in let's eat soup let's drink some tea why do we have to go places it's getting cold baby I don't want to I don't like layering clothes either. As cute mm-hmm. as it is, how people like, oh, I be dressing, call me ranch because I be dressing. I do not be dressing. Boo. I don't want to put on. Literally, you guys can't see me because I look a mess, but I have on sweats. This is my uniform unless I am going into somebody's work office and even going to the club, I feel like at this point. If I'm going to the bar, anything with my friend, it needs to be relaxed to the point where your girl can have on some sort of hoodie. I can't mm-hmm. do it. I promise you. Mm-hmm. And I can honestly say it's not that I don't look forward to the fall because, you know, fall and winter, bomb ass holidays. You got Thanksgiving, you got Christmas, you're seeing your family, you're spending time with them. But it's just that element of the weather that I am very much not fond of. I keep hearing about people getting colds and getting sick, not even so much COVID related, which COVID, that's a whole nother monster that we're going to have to deal with in the fall. But even Mm -hmm. that, I'm like, I don't know if I'm looking forward to this. Like, Kendra, anything? (sighs) What has you fed up or fucked up this week? Um, You know what? Uh, Well, a couple things. First off, people don't follow directions, all right? So uh, yesterday, I decided to, you know, do my little red light special where I, you know, had a prayer and a prayer because my, my motto is this, I start off with God in the morning and then I listen to trick daddy right after it's a healthy balance. Okay. And in my prayer, I said, I'm trying to be in a poly relationship with my husband's rapper, the game and uh, Nelly. Now that he's uh, back on the market, he, you know, he knows what time it is. I was told in the comments, I, I underneath the cash, I said, tag Nelly and the game. Okay. Mm-hmm. No one did it. No one did it. I have, they hate That's messy. They're Why hating. am I helping you out? Probably because the men don't want me because I have mainly male followers. They don't want me to be, they want <laughs> me to be with them. And I'm like, bro, with your erectile dysfunction, your hairline going back further than the Buson and Jackson family. Okay. And yo, you got 15 kids. Okay. You're not going to get neutered. What is wrong with you trying to compete with a rapper? You ain't got no money either. Okay. That's what I want to say. And secondly, okay. It's two, two things. All right. I got, a, I had a knock at my door. I was, I was making some, some din din, you know, uh, <laughs> and, and with leftovers and everything. It was a knock on, it was dinner at like 2 PM I was making. So mm-hmm. I had a knock on my door. I'm like, okay, let me look through the peephole. And I see somebody. I was like, okay, let me pull the door back. I said, Oh, I said, God, you know what? Uh, listen, you, you have heard my prayers. Okay. You know, my subconscious prayers, this brother was like a brown skin tall with dress. And I was looking at the print, but I didn't really see it. So I think he knew what time it was. Okay. He was being respectful for me. Okay, so like, what really- was he there for? Oh, um, so he was there to plumb, uh, get some plumbing. No, I'm just playing. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> like, 
So he he had a um a business card. He actually lives ah. below me, and he's a a, a chef, right? I said, okay, well let me let me ask him how much his prices are and everything, because I'm wearing leggings. I be I got a wagon that be dragging, right? And it's real. It came from Doctor God, not Doctor Atlanta. But anyway, back to the story. You know, uh, so I was like, let me see how much his prices are for his plates, because if his plates are cheaper or the same price that my coworker, because he's a chef as well, then I'm a shot with him because my coworker's like ten minutes away. Let me say my guess honey his prices are 25 dollars for a plate he didn't even give me a sample sir 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 so you could have said my place from people is that like that's that's more than like reasonable my, my chef the chef at my job his plates are ten dollars and he has varieties of stuff mm. okay mm. Yeah. his food is big portion sizes it's good food mm. I I'm, I'm, I'm not paying no 25 you didn't even give me a sample sir one sample. Said, Look, I'm just scoping the neighborhood. I'm trying to see who go hit, who go be a man. I mean, but come on. Like, like you know what? I try to support Black-owned business, businesses, but there are times you cannot support. You're going to have to go down to, to Brad down the street. <laughs> that is very, very, very true. And two, that's a little interesting that he would come around with cars, like you said, and not having samples or even being somewhere that would be focused on food. Like, for instance, say you went Pond City Market and he there, like, oh, you know, here my car, here a little sample, we got this. That would make more sense. That, but you're just knocking sense. on my door, like, hey, I'm a chef. He's like, knocking on everybody's door. Uh, okay. Everybody's door he knocked on. And honey, we in the hood too. Okay, we listen, a lot of these folks on government assistance. You think that we got money to support you? <laughs> I don't buy plates. I. I don't know. My only thing with buying plates, if you got a food truck, I trust it. But if you making some stuff out of your kitchen, cleanliness levels vary. And I need to come inside your house. I need to see what exactly. you're and that's why I exactly. said with my with my with my uh I'm gonna shout his name out, Chef Harris, the one that I go to. Uh, you know, this is probably you know I, I cheat on him with trying to cheat on him, but he ain't responding back to my text, so he probably gonna get cheated on with somebody else. But anyway, with Chef <laughs> with Chef with Chef Harris, like I've been inside his house, okay, you know, seen the everything, you know, the referrals, all that type type of stuff. Like, you know, we work at a at a restaurant and everything else like that. So I know how it goes down. But like I said, man, it's it's uh, I don't have time for it. I don't have time. But it's okay, you know, that that's why I said, man, it's a little fed up. But other than that, I try to typically have like, you know, a, a, a pretty good week. I don't try to allow little things, but those are the two things, okay? Option A, listen, man, y'all need to quit hating tag Nelly, you know, or send a video to him, doggone it. That's you and know, I'm, Nelly, my cousin, right? Real deal. You know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. This I'm joking. Uh, Nelly's not my cousin. Don't play with me like that. Don't play. Because I was going to no, say. No, but you being funny, if you really love Nelly, come to St. Louis and I, I promise you, it's like whoa, maybe three bars. I always hear that he hangs out at when he's in St. Louis because he knows everybody here and a majority of people know him here because St. Louis is so small. So if you really want to see him, 
I'm sure you could rub shoulders with them at somebody to. on T Bar and Grill in St. Louis. I promise. Well, I see. I like. To, okay, so what I try to do is, um, you know, because I, I like to. I'm a little rich, broke, just a little bit. Okay, so I like to be a. I could just go to work. I do boring adult activities. All right, I go to the bank and I go to the grocery store. I go to work. I come home and I do podcasts because I'm now going after my dreams. So you know, I work at the airport. So they said that he's at the Atlanta airport from time to time, and they said he leaves a nice tip okay so i hope he comes to my kiosk i want a real celebrity okay i don't want dumbass I, young dro came to my kiosk you know who young dro is right i do yes he, he is he is not smart he i was like bro you i thought you was smarter than that man he came to my kiosk the other day and i had a one minute conversation with him and i got his fake ass jewelry on my um on my ig story but i didn't tag him right like people no can you even do that man I, I did. Uh, but, but, you know, I got, his, I got his jewelry and he didn't want his watch to be seen. I'm like, yep, that's definitely fake, you know, but it said hustle gang. And I'm like, I was going to ask him if he like play golf because he has like little thing around his neck. And I was going to ask him that, but he was already annoying me. And I'm like, bro, you cannot be this dumb. Right. But yeah. So yeah, a little scrappy came to my kiosk. He left me nothing. And I acted like I didn't know who he was. He left me, you know, receipt. You can keep the receipt. He, uh, chili came to my kiosk and uh, she, left she me- as like, pretty in person as she is like on television i mean well she's always looked the same she looks she could tell she's gotten older i think like she has makeup on to hide her freckles and stuff like that her moles and everything she's really small like like you look about what are you are you about what five five are you how, how tall are you i'm i'm really petite so i'm probably like five three five four so she's shorter than you okay oh and wow she, so she's like yeah. tiny yeah, she's like five feet and 130 pounds, okay? Ooh. But T-Boss, she was with T-Boss, and T-Boss, you know, she has sickle cell, but I know people who have sickle cell, but they're in shape. I don't know what happened with T. Anyway, back to the story with Chili. Chili... <laughs> Chili left me nothing, right? And I was like, I acted like I did not know who she was. I made her laugh. And I hope Chili hears this because Chili, you know better. You can leave $3. <laughs> you know better, Chili. Like something. Fetty Wap came to my kiosk and he left me 14 cents. He said, keep the change. And I'm like, hey, it was something. It goes, it went to Coinstar. So <laughs> that is a shame. I can only imagine the sort of interactions you have at the Atlanta airport, just because in general, Atlanta is always going to be Atlanta. And then just throwing in the factor of that big ass airport. I already know it's a lot, but moving on to the main segment of the show, we have the make it make sense segment. So as we discussed earlier in the show, Kendra is a comedian this is her livelihood she goes out there and makes people laugh and gets on her instagram and tells all the jokes as well as about her personal interactions her love for nelly and so forth i am somebody who loves comedy like growing up as a kid i watch the Chappelle show Mm -hmm. my mom had me watching delirious with eddie murphy your mom's cool man I was watching Kings of Comedy, Queens of Comedy. I didn't know anything that Monique or Adele was talking about. Like they talking to grown women stuff, like going down, having sex. I'm just laughing as a kid. Cause I'm like, I don't know what none of this means, but 
I picked up on enough cues to know, oh, they laughing. It has to be funny. But a lot of times I didn't know anything about it. Um, I also watch like Saturday Night Live and so forth. But I love comedy, mm-hmm. making people laugh and seeing a lot of, I feel like, knowledge that goes into comedy is really interesting because I feel like you have to be smart to be a comedian yeah. just because you got to know what makes people tick. And what's going to pull that emotion out of them to laugh? Because, you know, it can always go left. You can say one thing and people be like, oh, hell no, it's not funny. I don't know why they thought this was funny. Yeah. But again, (laughs) I feel like women catch the flat, especially Black women. And Black women, Mm -hmm. if anything, are the most hilarious creatures on planet Earth. Every Black woman I have met in some shape or form has been hilarious whether it's my 91 year old great grandmother my mom the cafeteria lady the bus driver my uh hairstylist whomever they are funny in their own right but women in general just catch a lot of flack in the comedy business so Kendra would you mind just sharing more about your background like how you even got into comedy Oh, look, my ADHD started kicking in. So I was trying, I was like, okay, she's about to come with the question, stay focused. And I literally started thinking, like, like I was thinking about that Nelly, what what what, what your name is song? Because it's been playing in my head for weeks. Get out. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, little backstory. Um, I had a lot of people tell me since I was a child that I was funny. I had a um I had a teacher, fourth grade teacher, shout out to Mrs. Rosser. She said, you know, you're the funniest student I've ever had. And I remember having children tell me, you know, um, your mommy, I like her. She's funny. And it's three things that don't lie. It's children are drunk men in leggings. Right. And so with those three things, you know, you got to like, you know, listen to it. And so 2016, I decided because I had people say you need to have your own TV show. So 2016, I'm in I'm in college when I'm at Clark and I uh, was like, hey, I'm gonna start via Snapchat. And at the time, my comedy was like Lil' Kim's hardcore album. And I learned that you can make people laugh talking about whatever you should be able to hit certain things. But there are things I stay away from subjects like I I don't talk about um, uh molestation pedophilia rape because that's not funny you know people want to sit here still make the same r kelly jokes and it's like let Chappelle be the only one to make those jokes and keep it moving okay he has he can get that you know now i will still laugh you know because it's like something that just tickled me but over that i'm not gonna recite the same thing i try to come out fresh with it but at the same time you get canceled so i started 2016 and then i posted my videos late 2017 early 2018 on ig Mm-hmm. and I um started jumping I had my own podcast and I got into my I started my own podcast with my best guy friend Lance um October of 2009 no not October it was July of 2019 and I just said hey Lance you're funny I'm funny let's get together and go ahead and do this but you know the thing about starting a pod starting any business venture with someone is that somebody's not going to be as dedicated as the other one and Lance was not as dedicated because he had life going on and plus I wasn't paying this man so he didn't have to show up you know mm-hmm. so not only with that by by having Lance not show up I got you know uh like pretty much podcast fright 
you know, I was like, oh, well, even though I can't, I can do, I can hold a podcast down on my own. There were still times I'm like, I want that interaction, like how we're going back and forth and we're talking yeah. and we're laughing. That ping pong that- kind of sort, yeah. Yeah. And so I had one day I had a thought I was having a conversation with God the time, the one a few times God decides to pick up the phone and answer me, you know, because I'm on do not disturb with this man. But me and God were having a conversation. And I said, God, like, you know, what do I do? And he's like, Kendra, quit waiting on people. You need to get back out there. Don't worry. Eventually, you're going to have, a, you know, like a weekly podcasting crew, you know? Um, and so I said, okay, I didn't really trust the process. So I still was like moving at my own beat. I would find different individual people to fill in, but you know, life happened with them as well, but now I'm good to go. And I really listened to God and I started saying, okay, well, my podcast, I got like 20 subscribers. That's not, you know, like Joe Rogan. I need to jump on other people's podcasts. Mm-hmm. So I started, um, and God spoke to me again and he says, you need to go on Instagram, go on this, uh, particular, um, IG page and go ahead and start sending people messages. This is what you need to do. Start mm-hmm. with the, you know, whatever. And, um, then he started telling me more, Hey, go on from one podcast page, go to the next, go under their following. And you need to go ahead, send them a message. If it says email in the bio, click email and email them. Do not send them a DM. Mm-mm. Okay. You know, guys, I don't know. Like, even if you don't believe in God, can we kick, believe in some common sense, please? <laughs> Anyway, but only time I will send a DM is when uh-huh. I have already emailed them and, mm-hmm. you know, they must be backed up or they didn't receive it or must be in spam. So I'll send them a message and say, hey, I sent you an email like earlier this year. Just kind of make them feel bad, even if it was last week. Hey, I sent you an email earlier this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so with that being said, um, and now I, you know, and where I'm at now and also. I just realized men will support you faster than women will support a a woman and vice versa. And um, I just go after men. I show love and I follow men, you know, because at least I know they'll still have conversation with me with women. I've had maybe like 1% of women who have decided to say, Hey, or woman, but decided to say, Hey, we're going to keep on having this conversation until we realize there's nothing else to talk about. And, you know, I'm like, sis, I just, I, we on question number five. You better answer me. Don't you do that to me. Don't you leave me on a cliffhanger. I want to know more about your life. Okay. We're supposed to show our tatas to each other. So, <laughs> how, and that's pretty much it, man. I, I learned that that whatever your dream is, man, you got to go after it. And it's going to be hard. It is, it, I'm telling y'all, it is, it is times like where, where my own depression kicks in and I've had different trauma from different areas of my life. And oftentimes when it comes with comedians, like, you know, a lot of our comedy comes from pain. So there, you know, so it's, it's times where I really want to give up, but then I realize like this, why give up when your uh, breakthrough can be at any moment? You know, but also still get your sleep, people. Do not listen to that that old age. Oh, you know, you can sleep when you die, bullshit. Because you're gonna die pretty quickly if you do not get sleep. Okay, (laughs) pretty much. And one thing I was gonna ask you, Kendra, too. I know you like you do most of your jokes and comedy on your Instagram page, as well as when you go like on various podcasts. Um, Have you done actual like stand up in venues? I have. I've done three so far. Um, and how has that been? Because I know I'm, everybody talks about that being like drastically different from like setting up more of those skits um, on social media. So 
doing stand-up is fine if you are able to do it every day more power to you like I have to perform I would have to perform if I'm doing it every day I would have to perform at different clubs where people who have not heard my material before because it's it's hard thinking of something new if you're going to the same club every single week it's it's going to be hard right Mm -hmm. and so the first time I did it it was with a janky promoter (laughs) it must have been his first time doing it because he was trying to be stingy on paying me and he wanted to pay me at the end Mm -mm. and it was like he didn't know a few days before I said so what order am I going in oh well um I'm glad you asked I said I'll go first well I'm glad you say that you don't have it together when when do we get paid what you know so to me and he's like well can you please promote the show so you you know when it comes with payment sir I have been promoting the show have you not been watching my IG stories so yeah like I said you know that janky person and then the second time I went to uh one that was like 30 minutes away from me this was like a month ago and they didn't start on time like it said between 9 to 11 mm-hmm. I show up at like 9 15 I'm the black person that shows up on time but sometimes you gotta be unblack with that because like it's like plays against example, you they gonna make you set up or do something exactly like, that's not exactly. what I'm here for <laughs> So I, I, I literally, you know, I didn't, I, I was the first to go and it was 10 people in attendance. It was a smaller venue mm-hmm. and I was running my mouth for 15 minutes and I'm like, okay, let me jump off the stage. I did good. And I left They're like, why are you leaving? I'm like, guys, it's past my bedtime. It's a 30 minute drive. Okay. <laughs> my bedtime is between 10 and 12. Okay. You know, I don't have time for this. I'm the youngest, oldest person you're going to meet. All right. My last, the last one, which I did last week, and I'll go back to that same one tomorrow uh but last week i ended up and that's around the corner like up the street literally five minutes away um i walk up in there and then the security guard is like hey you know it's a five dollar fee i'm like i gotta pay some mid the, the mid price to get in so i'm thinking like okay what is this going with stand up god damn it what you mean this, i gotta pay i gotta pay to come tell jokes so I was like, I was thinking that same thing. And I was like, I said, I said, well, you know, thank God the host remembered me. He said, she's good. She can get in. But the pop, but the promoter did not actually, like he posted that on the flyer. Right. But he posted on his page. I'm not following him. So if he would have told me, Hey, just let you know, it's a fee to get in. Um, if I'm not there, ask for this person, the host It's going to be the same host from last month that you were there, whatever else it may be um and so like i said he he didn't but i was glad to get in but i spoke with the dj he's like it's five dollars every week and i'm like for what reason what is what you go walk up in there smell like boom and hennessy and shit like you leave out smell like that man like like you know but other than overall like i i did fine you know i was sober that time i'm probably gonna be unsober tomorrow so i can really kill it and everything else like that and that was about I remember the host and I have been to a couple comedy clubs where the, the hosts have had to tell people to be quiet while the person's upstairs telling jokes I don't I feel like that's rude and I they did like I had their attention within the first three minutes and then they veered off the road and they started talking the host had to tell them to be quiet but I'm like hmm it's okay I'm gonna do it again I'm gonna be in retirement until somebody else tells me about somewhere else to go to <laughs> so one thing I was gonna ask too just in terms of like not even so much just doing stand-up. How do you come up with your comedy and even like practice? Because I know comedy is a bit different in terms of like the writing for it, just because you have to be precise about like the punchline and 
the story and how you're trying to paint a picture for people who are in the audience? Like, how do you even go about, do you have a formula you feel like for your comedy or anything that just works for you specifically? My formula is not uh, thinking before I speak. So I just say whatever comes to my mind and hope people laugh. That's really it. <laughs> That's it. You know, I'll look at a meme that has mm-hmm. one sentence and I'll like, cause comedy's recycled. So I'll look at a meme that has one sentence and I'll just like put that meme in my joke and I will go off. Like, yeah, this is what else they probably could have said, but guess what? I said it first, you know, type of thing. So it's more like reactionary. Yes, yes. Okay. Nice. Yes. I, nice, yes. nice. I'm glad we got a name for that. I, I, that I but no, that makes sense. I feel like a lot of people, because comedy has so many different styles. Like even when I look up different stuff about different comedians, like Cat Williams and Dave Chappelle, both hilarious, but very two different styles of comedy and the way they tell stories and the way they tell jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know another thing I was going to ask about is who makes you laugh? Who is outside of yourself, because I, I feel like that you can be funny in your own right, but is there anybody famous or non-famous that you look to to get laughs out of? My mother, I, I told my mom, so my mom is famous because I shout her out on a lot of podcasts. She tells me to keep her name out the podcast land. I'm like, it's too late. <laughs> my mom is funny, man. Um, secondly... I'll give you my top five favorite comedians and I'm going to exclude Pryor, Chappelle, um, Kevin Hart and Bernie Mac, even though Kevin Hart's not funny to me. Like my, my, my thing is this, when you start wearing dresses, you already sold out. Shout out to Flip Wilson for starting that mess. Uh, yeah, I got canceled again. Uh, <laughs> so um, Arnez J, uh, Carlos Miller, Cedric, Steve Harvey and Chris Rock. Those are my five. Okay, nice, nice. I feel like that's a good, that's a good mix of people. I know, oh my gosh, what did me and my friend watch one day? We we were not at all intoxicated or anything, but it was a real old Steve Harvey stand-up that we were watching and we were literally like in tears, like bawling. I'm like, I forgot Steve Harvey was this fucking funny. He has 10 other jobs now, so I forget that he got his start in comedy. But Steve Harvey is, hilarious even I'm sure you see the memes all the time where they talk about if Steve Harvey were to be like the Joker in a Batman I've seen movie. it no I've, I've seen it man I've seen it I would pay money to see him up there he's good he's good stuff he he was like one of my first and then uh somebody else put me on the Cedric and I started looking at Chris and I'm like yeah yeah Carlos somebody put me on to Arnaz J and I'm like this man he's talented like amazing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I was going to say that I thought was interesting that you brought up earlier, too. You said you feel like your fan base is predominantly males. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because men, you know, will just support you faster than women will support you. And men, really? they will. Like, like maybe you got women supporting you, but I don't know. Maybe because I look better than these women and my body's real, they probably just be upset for no reason. You know, and so with that being said, I, I, I just, I've never had the issue when it came with men. Of course, they're going to still try to shoot their dingling through the picture. And, and I'm like, sir, I just said, hello, how are you? Okay, why are you sending me that? Mm-hmm. Is there, I, I like one photo and you're just going off the wall. Like something, you, sir, you, you, I'm about to register you as a sex offender because something is wrong with you, okay? Back to the story. 
So no, I, like I said, it's, it's, and, and you can talk to some men as well. Ask them like who supports you more men or women, you know, and everything else like that. But yeah, like I said, it's, it's, I never have had the issue with it. I've never, mm-hmm. they will just randomly follow me or they'll randomly follow me back. Not even know who I am, but women it's like, oh. and that's, I'm just, I was just curious because it's interesting because I still feel like when I have, or when I see larger conversations with men about women in comedy, a lot of times men are just like, well, women aren't as funny or women don't have like a, a mass appeal to their brand of comedy. And I'm always like, I don't see how. Cause I feel like being a woman, we go through so many different things. Like even how you said earlier, you're the person you knew was like, yeah, when I got pregnant, my baby fucked up my teeth. Like, how is that not what the hell? Like women, we go through so much in general exactly. that we have so many different areas of our lives to pull from and have insight to. Um, I always feel like any of the female comedians that I stumble upon are hilarious. Like a majority of, I feel like even the podcasts I listen to are female, black female comedians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like who? Like I like comedian Miss Pat. She's pretty good. Miss Pat is hilarious. She is She's, hilarious. I don't know if you saw her. She did a guest spot on the eighty five South South show. With I was still husband. watching that. I'm still watching. That. Funny I as hell. Like Forty five minutes. And I'm like, she like is hilarious. Um, I love. I like Wanda Sykes. I like Wanda Sykes. I haven't seen anything recently from Wanda Sykes. I love. Um. Sydney Washington she's on the unofficial expert podcast she's really funny um she also does stand up um there was a few other women who had their own podcasts I like poor minds podcasts as well even though they're not technically comedians I still like that kind of brand of like women discussing their daily lives and different things going on and not taking themselves too seriously I feel like that's my biggest draw to women. When women don't take themselves too seriously, even shout out to the Jokes on You podcast. Those are three Black female comedians out of Atlanta. They're really funny. Um, I know one last thing that I wanted to ask you about, and this is more of a broader topic, but in terms of the flack, we see a lot of comedians get or saying things that are deemed as more inappropriate and cancelable in our like culture now. How do you feel about that? Like, do you think comedians should be held to a certain standard, or do you think it's just a free for all? Think it should be free for all. What you over here canceling me for? Like, I, I mean, just... I mean, in terms of like when they say things that people are just like, that might've been too far. Like for instance. Well, no, that of course. But at the same time, like you got to read your room, read your audience. Some people, there have been some people, I just said a joke and I hope they laughed or, you know, I didn't think that they were going to laugh and they did. I just, you know, one thing I realized is this man, Jordan did not make all his shots. So what does that tell you right there? So you're not going to impress everybody. Like everybody. That's true. That's true. I can definitely see it. I think, more so my thing with it is I feel like some, like, it's interesting you brought up Kevin Hart and you like, you don't find him funny. Cause there are a lot of people who don't find Kevin Hart funny. Then some who are a little bit more of the lines where I see it, where I feel like Kevin Hart was funny for a period of time. Then 
I don't know. It's just like we lost, he lost touch with his fan base, so to speak. But I've noticed now. I don't know what the hell happened to him. Like that last stand up special, my cat, I got the one that flies at people, says meow. She makes me laugh fat better than him and she don't even speak English. So what's that going to show you? But the thing is too, I feel like a lot of the well-established comedians even though at one point in time they did have their prime, I feel like they are trying to stay relevant by bringing up certain topics and nonsenses to stay relevant, even if it's good or if it's bad. Because in all honesty, I love Dave Chappelle, but that last stand-up comedy special was not funny. Can I... Oh, uh- See, I'm a very woke person and I don't want to say something that might have the government. No, not might. They will have the government knocking at your door <laughs> tomorrow when you leave. Um, I've heard that he's lost his luster and he's not the same. And it could be because he's a clone. But that's all I'm going to say about that. So I'm going to say about that. You go and look at that Oprah special. Okay, when he revealed the truth of what the come on now, he had to hide in Africa. That ain't him. Stop I'm that. hollering. So the real Dave Chappelle is still in Africa making time. I think the real Dave Chappelle is in, I think he's in the underworld. Again, I'm very woke. Let me tell y'all something, man. There's a lot that you guys are not gonna realize. I know I sound crazy right now. You want proof, but I know what I'm talking about, okay? Not how like you just don't question God because he knows all. I know a lot, okay? I don't know all, but I know a lot. All right. So with all that being said, the truth is gonna be revealed. And then one day y'all gonna might be in y'all's rocking chair. And when the truth is revealed, you're like Kendra said this 80 years ago and it's gonna be too late because at that point you're expired so all i'm just trying to tell you is the fact <laughs> of the of, of it all is yeah i haven't seen his stand up but i did he he makes more you know relatable points and stuff but it's okay you know I, again as somebody who i feel like was a fan of him being in his prime i know people are always going to change nobody's going to be how they once were in terms of entertainment like you're going to evolve but I just feel like, again, these, he's hidden on point. Like, I don't know. I just don't get it. I don't get it. So it's okay, sis. I just, I, that's why I said, man, let, it's, let it's, me. it's hard, but I feel like, you know, what they say, like, you either, you either you die a hero or you live long enough to become a villain. And that shit is true. They said it in one of the Batman movies and they did not lie. I feel like they did not because we watched this time and time again but I don't know I still feel like we're in a good space for comedy um even with social media you know people can grow their own following and kind of create their own audience just because you got a broader reach like you said you don't have to go to the club and argue with a bouncer about paying them five dollars to come in and do your skit and stand up so that's, that's ridiculous a- I'm like bro no Everybody, I'm the only probably only person up in that club who has has the most followers. Okay, everybody has like a thousand followers, and come on now, we already everybody's struggling as is. Okay, so we <laughs> yeah. pay money for. Yeah. Well, that is hilarious, but you know what? I definitely can see that being the thing. Like, you know what? I'm just gonna go home. But more power to you. Like I said, tomorrow I'm, I'm gonna be in retirement, so somebody directs me to another club that's not too far. <laughs> hey, do what you have to do. And again, you do have a large following and your audience seems very much solid and loyal. So it's working out as best it can. 
Moving on to the final segment of the show, we have You Are Drove. So, Drove, this segment of the show, I typically do about current news stories, about somebody thinking something was going to work out one way when in reality it didn't. But today, I got the idea to actually pull up a Reddit form. Are you familiar with the Reddit form, Am I yeah. the Asshole? I, I'm familiar with Reddit, but but not like I haven't got too deep into it. Yeah, so do you know they have one specific like channel? I think it's called like a channel where it's called like Am I the Asshole? Where people I did not know that. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. But basically people literally post these long form stories about scenarios or experiences that they've had. And they're asking people, was I or am I an asshole for reacting in this way? Or is whoever else is involved in this story? Or are they the asshole? So Mm -hmm. one story that I found that I would love to get your opinion on that I think will be interesting for the listeners is one that I came across recently. And it's like, it's funny, but I'm just, I'm like, I am so surprised people would even do this. But basically... The um, submitter of the story said, am I the asshole for making all the women in my family leave after they showed up to my wedding wearing white? What? <laughs> what? <sighs> Is he still married? Because I, I hope that was that was like grand opening, grand closing on a wedding, man. What's so that? I'm going to go, I'm going I'm to try to speed through the story as quickly as I can but this is how it starts. I am a male, 33 years old with a large family, mostly aunts, female cousins, aside from my mom, stepmom, stepsister, and grandmother. I don't know how to say this, but all those women I mentioned above are into teasing and joking. They formed a a unit, which I admit is kind of toxic. They tease and roast every woman that enters the family by marriage by setting up tests to see if they deserve to be a part of my family. That don't even sound good. Then after months of teasing, they'd announced that they finally welcomed them into the family. When I first introduced them to my then girlfriend, now wife, I made it clear that I didn't want any of the women in the unit to come after her or harass her, not even with a single word. They went behind my back and roasted her looks and jobs, and I discovered they had been doing it on Facebook. They did not want to apologize, but once I said I wouldn't invite any of them as a unit unless they apologized, including my mom, they immediately apologized and brought gifts for my wife. My wedding was two weeks ago. There was a talk about the women in the family wanting to pull a prank on my wife by wearing white and called it the ultimate test to see how my wife would react. So this was a planned attack. My brother warned me, so I announced that if any of them showed up in white, I'd have them kicked out, including my mom. They said it wasn't true and they'd never do such a thing. But they showed up to my wedding one by one wearing white dresses. Each and every one of them was told to leave after they tried giving excuses by either making scenes or getting the men involved. The senior women of the unit who were mom and aunts also showed up in white but refused to leave. I threatened to take harsher action and my mom was pissed telling me to step aside, but I did not let her in. My wife was hurt beyond measure, but the women in the family were pissed. My cousin blasted me on social media later saying I excluded 
all the women in my family from the wedding because my wife was so insecure, she couldn't handle another woman's presence at her wedding. I then went on to have an argument with most of them, including my mother. Am I the asshole? Oh, I, by the way, I haven't seen a lot of them in two weeks and they have excluded me from everything. Was I the asshole for how I handled? Okay, now it makes sense. I'm like, like, what? Um, no, I mean, it's your wedding. You do what you want. Like, they should have, you out here, look, tricks are for kids. When you all gonna know, when grow the hell up, man. Like, come on now, too old for that playing games. We all gonna wear white. Come on now. Hey, come on. This ain't April Fool's. But no, so I mean, it's it's if that's how they want to act, that's how they want to act. He he's not, you know. If they don't come around, they don't come around. I I just feel like, hey, that's crazy though. Why would you think, as grown women, yes, let's take like I can see a small if they did a small prank, like oh they got her a gag wedding gift. Or they, put, they made the cake school. edible. They they have an edible cake. It's you know she doesn't know, and everybody's all high and so. stuff. So, that's a little extreme but maybe oh, even something of that that i don't know what kind of health conditions people got i don't want nobody high and we got to call the er but still everybody as a unit decided we're gonna show up and wear white and then you get upset because i kick you out at my wedding there, yeah like i said that that to me is is they that's your wedding if i told you not to do that and you did that like that to me is not cool. Some people try to take prank. Like I'd be looking at pranks. I'm like, that's not funny because that that's an open can of whoop that I would do. I don't do that. Like First that, you of all, I feel like me being a woman, if my husband's family were to even pull that prank, uh, my mom and aunts and cousins would probably whoop their ass. It wouldn't be me being upset. My mom would be like, no, they need to leave. I don't care if that is your mother-in-law or your sister-in-law. They all got to go because what the hell? And then it's just interesting because throughout the story, he just kept saying how they were like, it's not that big of a deal. You're making it a bigger deal than necessary. When it's like, no, you could have easily abided by what I already told you I was going to do, which was kick you out if you tried this bullshit with me. Exactly. Exactly. Which is crazy. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we both agree on that. I'm like, no, you don't do that. You don't do that. Very much so. And I'm glad we agreed as well. But you guys, that is it for today's episode. It has been a blast having Kendra on to discuss comedy as well as her background being out of Atlanta, Georgia. So Kendra, do you want to tell my listeners where they can find you at? Yes, y'all can find me on the corner. But while I'm not on the corner, y'all can find me on instagram the kendra crump show so the is in the k-y-n-d-r-a-c-r-u m is a mary peas and paul show not with no money sign i'm not no fake ass asap rocky okay s-h-o-w my youtube is kendra crump k-y-n-d-r-a please put a space between kendra and crump because a lot of y'all's wheels on y'all's bus don't go round and round c-r-u-m-p okay my podcast that you can catch miss sydney on at some point uh it's on friday nights um and it's called the Kendra Crump Show podcast. Make sure you hit, you know, like me on one of those. Like, follow me on something. Don't sit here and be that weirdo. Sit here and like three or four of my posts, and you don't even sit here and follow me to do that. The end. 
And I love it for sure. Give Kendra a follow. I am sure she's going to have plenty of upcoming content that will have you in stitches. But you guys, that is it for this week's episode. Toodaloo. Thanks for listening to Annoyed Not Offended with See It. Have a question or interested in sharing an annoyance of your own to be read on the show? Email annoyednotoffended at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Annoyed Not Offended for more hilarious content and updates on the show. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, bye.